0: Welcome to episode 342 of the Doctor of A, about the new podcast. and I'm Ken. Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode 1 of Image of the Fendal. Sounds good.
1: Um, we open with the interior of a lab. There are two scientists in the lab once musing about... Um, the work that they were doing. It's Colby and Thea is a female scientist. Um, there is a old-looking skull on a stand next to his desk, Colby's desk, and he calls it Eustace. Um, and he is wondering about the data, and she says, "Were well, you're questioning my reports? And he says, oh, no, no, I'm just... I have no doubt that the volcanic soil that you said tested was 12 million years old. It's just that this skull that we found was, existed 8 million years before he should have. And so we see this skull and it's kind of a, so there's this mystery about it already. Outside, There is a man walking through the woods, um, at night, um, woods are very foggy and he hears different owl sounds or different little animal sounds and starts to walk a little faster, starts whistling to, um, drown out the noise. Interior of another lab, that has a large computer bank and two sets of different monitors, tracking information. see Stale and Professor Fendelman, Fendelman, um, working on the monitors and inputting some of the data that they had, that Stale had just come to uh, gather from Colby and Thea. And they go through putting in some data and then, um, turning up the, from phase one powering on phase two powering on etc back and forth and in the other lab um, Colby has gone out and Thea is left alone in the lab and she is drawn to the skull the skull seems to begin to glow um, back in the computer lab so ready for the full power sequence and then the glow increases in the um, the anthropology lab and then as she watches we see the skull glowing and pulsing and then a, her face slowly materializes over the skull, superimposed you can still see the glowing skull beneath. The man in the woods is now running through the woods, very, very scared. There's more of a shifting between the face and the skull, and the skull and the face. Um, The man is running and mumbling, oh, no, not that, and then... The, the hiker, whoever it is in the woods, he drops his flashlight, grabs his head in snow, and collapses to the ground. Inside the TARDIS, um, Leela is trying to comfort K-9, because we shortly see that the doctor has a bunch of wires pulled out from his insides, and he's working on him. Um, doctor tells K- uh, Leela not to call K-9 a he, it's a them working its circuits. She says, why can't I call K-9 a he? You call the TARDIS a she, and he denies it. And then she says, no, I've hurt you on several occasions. And so she's an uncontrollable and unpredictable machine anyway, and you can't control it. Well, as soon as she says that, the, the TARDIS shifts violently, and the doctor rushes to the control panels and so does Leela and he says they're being pulled into a time hole. I think that's what he said. Um and so he manages the controls and tells Leela she shouldn't have said bad things about the TARDIS, so she she apologizes and says, No, you're not an uncontrollable machine and at that point the doctor stabilizes the TARDIS and they um managed to get out of the pool of the the, the black the time hole time hole not black hole. Correct. Okay, I just want my mind wants to fill in black hole there. Sorry. So he manages to break the hold on the TARDIS and they get out of it. And they looks at the readings and they end up on his own oh, no, not there. And she says, Where's Earth? He says And uh, she makes a comment about him saying always saying bad things about her ancestors. So I, I take it her an- the survey team were from Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess I didn't know that they were lost track of what planet they were supposed to be from. So back in the um at the uh with the anthropologist, um, Thea is in the kitchen area and Professor Fendelman comes in and asks if she's feeling better and she says yes much and something about he had not made breakfast as was scheduled and they said oh we were working all night and where is Colby and Colby is out walking his dog his dog is named Leaky very cute little dog we see and uh, they're in the woods and the dog Leaky has discovered the body so Colby comes in and he's very freaked out and says that um, Leaky found a, a corpse, um, and he looked like he maybe died of fright. Um, and Professor Fendelman gets up and tries to calm him down and says, "No, no, we shouldn't call the authorities because, well, you know, there's several reasons. But the, the woods around this priory are supposed to be haunted." So we shouldn't call the police in because that'll just cause a scare and we don't want any sensationalist stories about hauntings and a dead body who's scared to death. And we can't risk this, our important work, your important work. You know, it might have put off your Nobel Prize winning work and try to sway Colby to not panic and call the police in. So... Thea says, what are you suggesting? And he says, no, oh, nothing. He tries to boss it over. Um, so Colby has calmed down. Sees the point of not calling in the authorities right away. Um, Fendelman says, you know, we'll go in and examine the body, and then we'll we'll see if we can move it. And Thea says, well, that's illegal. So he says, we'll, we'll just go examine it, just calm down so Colby leaves Fendelman orders uh, Stale to call their headquarters in London and order security guards um, their best men to come in and he wants Stale to perform an autopsy on the body the doctor and Leela materialize and Leave TARDIS into a open cow field. Um, the doctor is looking for the t- a time scanner that he had, uh, had a reading had been used. And it's, it's, um, he doesn't think these cows have anything to do with the time scanner. So they're wandering about. He says, Well, a good walk will do you good anyway. The uh, stale comes in and tells Fendelman about the autopsy report. And he says, well, I couldn't see any real cause. There was a fistula at the back of his head, but that wouldn't be enough to kill him. And Fendelman's like, well, so, and? You know, come on, tell me what else. Um, he says, well, it, it can tell it's a recent death, and there's no real cause, but the body is decomposing rapidly, and he doesn't know why. He's like, all the energy was removed was drained from the body. So we, um, Fenderman asked if the security is in place, and he told yes, and he tells Stale, to he wants him to dispose of the body, so nobody knows. The doctor has found a shade tree and is napping, and, uh, Leela calls out to him, and he goes over, and she is nabbed a, um, an old man and has got his, her knife to his throat, um, saying that he, a child of the civic team could have taken down this warrior. He should have picked better people to send. And he's, the doctor calms her down a bit, asks the man who he is and what he does. He says, I'm a councilman. I'm here to work for the council." to, I think trim some trees or do some other maintenance work at this priory? Where uh, that's down the road, and he, the doctor offers him a jelly baby. Uh, the whole while, Leah's Le- Le- Le still got his knife, her knife out, <laughs> but he s- tells her that you know, no, you're not going to kill anyone today. Um, so we learn this is Ted Moss, and he tells the doctor of their uh, village. Fetch Priory down the way, and that there's this Professor Fendelman at the Priory doing some scientific work. Um, and he's a foreigner, you know, he seems to have a kind of a, a German accent, you'd say, Eastern Something European like that, yeah. scientist, general German scientist accent. Um and she goes on to say, that, oh, the Priory Woods are haunted, you know. So the doctor gathers information from them, sa- him and says that uh, they will check it out. He Moth says to the doctor something about, um, where have you come from? Have you escaped from someone or somewhere? And the doctor says, frequently. <laughs> Hands of a jelly baby there's a a, looks like a delivery woman or housekeeper someone who's brought a basket of supplies and into the kitchen and there is a armed secure uniform armed security guard and it's not allowing her entry into the kitchen so colby and thea come in and um, try to calm her down and uh, calm the security guard down and Um, He says, no, no one is supposed to get in here and they have this confrontation. Um, The old woman goes off but not before warning the security guard who then makes a comment about how a good thing that they used to burn witches. He must. I don't know if he's just making a bad comment about her, if he feels that she's threatening him in a cycle, in a Supernatural type way. She does have kind of that air about what she says. And, you know, will not be keeping me out of, you know, going against me like this. Um, Colby um, realize, and Thea realize that the the security guard really is there to do this job and they think well we need to tell Fendelman about this so he goes to Fendelman's lab and looks around and he, they, they um the other two Thea and Colby had never been in the lab just stale, stale and Fendelman and so he walks in he finds it empty but sees the bank of computers and the two sets of monitors and is very surprised by all this, and then Fendelman comes in behind him and um, he says, What is all this? Um, he says, You know, I'm an archaeologist. What is all this, compu- you know, this computer work? And Fendelman starts to explain to him and says, um, And then our scene changes to um, the doctor and Leela uh, looking in at the Fetch Priory. They're at the gates looking in, and there are guards at the gates. And Leah says, I shall kill him. She says, No, you gotta just stop killing people. <laughs> so Colby is back in his lab with Thea, and he tells Thea that he saw in Fendelman's lab. And Fendelman says that his machines can see into the past, is what he explained to him. And um, says that. He couldn't give him a demonstration because the machines only work at night. And she says, well, well there's some what, blocking the UV radiation, so the, you know, his science isn't all that bad. and um, So they have some discussion about that. Now it is uh, darkened, and Doctor and Leela are moving through the woods. Thea, curious about the... Fendelman's machines goes into the lab and pokes around and turns on one of the monitors and she turns on one of the machines and uh, there is a, a sound of the machines running that we would heard before when the skull started to glow and then as she sits in front of the monitor we see the same image start to appear of her face but the glowing skull is superimposed in it and is glowing and throbbing more and more. Doctor and uh Lily get separated, she goes off in another path following someone. She follows them off to a like a little side house or lodge and goes up starts to go up to the door doctor turns around and tells her to stay close to him and finds out she's already gone, so he backtracks a little bit into the woods. The um, Thea and Skull flashing is is increasing. Inside the lodge we see someone has a shotgun pointed at the door. The doctor sees something coming towards him or something out in the woods. Lila goes to open the door. Shots are fired. We see the doctor startled, kind of frightened, standing there as something is coming towards him through the woods. And we end.
0: Lila gets a new costume. Yes. What do you think about it?
1: I think it's Kind of silly. Um, Well, mm, the outfit itself was not extremely bad. It's kind of more of a chamois type leather, so a yellowy type leather. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the darker brown and greens and the um, almost loincloth type um, look to the skirt that she had that split um, at the up to the sides. Um, Her original costume, I think, looked more rugged, more of a halter with the throngs holding it um, around the back and neck and stuff. And this one is a little more like a, a baby doll dress made out of chamois with some armbands to make her look more kind of tougher or something. Um, but there's still her boots and other things. And she still has her little uh, a belt. She still has her knife and uh, some of her neckwear that she was wearing before. I think the part that makes it look a little ridiculous is the hairstyle. Mm. She's got like a, you know, like a, her hair is up as if it was as it was in like the horror of Fang Rock or should like the Day at the Beach nineteen twenties outing um with their hair pulled up on like a bun top knot. Um which she then had the, the round straw hat over, but then like little curls around her bangs and down from her her temples. So it it seems out of character to go with the uh, the warrior style that they are trying to go for mm-hmm. the replacement warrior style um, there I saw the production notes said that the reason she had such a silly hairstyle was because someone an overzealous hairdresser had cut too much of mm-hmm. her hair and didn't want to show how short it really was so they put a pile of it on top of her head in this story been there I've had a haircut end up not what I've wanted so you know you kind of have to put it up until you can have it fixed or get it to work the way you want it live with it until it grows out Mm -hmm. so it's just unfortunate that that was the uh, style they tried to cover it up with yeah because it just wasn't fitting very well otherwise it's not bad I think the the light, chamois cloth is is too light a color for her. She should be in darker earth tones. She's not a light, bubbly person. She's tried to kill two people. She's wanted to kill two people already.
0: Yeah, I'll come back to that.
1: (laughs) As always. I mean...
0: No. She
1: always has the...
0: I disagree.
1: That she always is... uh, the warrior.
0: She, she's been getting worse.
1: Yes, I, I think so. But we can talk about that a little bit later if you want.
0: Well, we can talk about it now, it doesn't matter.
1: Oh, okay, sure. Um, yeah, she seemed like she was getting a little bit of that edge, the warrior edge, I guess, off of her after the talents of Wang Chiang. hmm I mean, it her warrior side came to bear a couple times when it was needed. But I think um Lightfoot I guess had the, the civilizing um, influence that um who would expect in the Eliza, well, My my Fair Lady type uh yeah. tutoring that he was giving her anyway. Um but it's it, and it isn't that the doctor had um, well he tries to keep he keeps that up a little bit but not in the the modes of of culture of a certain period of time like mm-hmm. Lightfoot was I mean they were in a historical period and so you know he let Lightfoot do all that the doctor just tries to tell her not to kill things, or not to maim. or right?
0: Repeatedly.
1: Repeatedly. So you think that... Um,
0: Honestly, it just slows yeah. the story down, it's how much he has to keep reminding her not to kill things.
1: Yeah. It seems like she would have learned a little bit more uh, how to differentiate when there really is trouble or not. hmm she has this Especially sense. when she's
0: supposed to... Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Especially since she's got her warrior instincts. Yeah. I think she'd be better able to determine the difference.
1: Yeah, when her instincts are telling her that this person is bad mm-hmm. or something bad is going to happen, then she should... you know, Then those should kick in. And she should be more on alert and maybe draw her knife. But when they're just...
0: Guys on bicycles.
1: Guys on bicycles or, you know, the poor man coming to clear the trees or something From who looked like he was 70 you <laughs> know um, she should have had some sense of him that you know this is a stranger yes but they're in a strange place so they're strangers to everybody else you think that she would be have she is smart enough you think she would realize that they're the strangers in this place right and to just be on guard but not necessarily she would be able to tell that this man didn't cause uh, intend them any harm. So that does seem a. Little, it does get a little tiring.
0: Yeah. Um, how did you feel about all of the time spent on the superimposition of uh, what's her name's fa- ransom's face on the skull?
1: Well,
0: I spent a long time on that yeah, well, in just, two different sections.
1: Yeah, were well, they just trying to show it off that they could overlay the images better than they have before?
0: Maybe. I, I didn't, don't know.
1: I didn't catch that it was any any new technique or it's anything not, in the production notes. No, it's
0: the same old yeah. merge. Yeah. Lock off, or merge, or whatever. It like, looked fine. I mean, it
1: had kind of a creepy glow about it, and there was a desiccated skull. Although, at one point when it starts to glow again, you can see the light start to come on inside of it, so mm. it kind of draws you out a bit, uh, just a little bit. Yeah,
0: and no, I didn't catch that. I must not have been looking at the right time. Um
1: But it, it kind of went on too long for a first episode. One that from the story that I read. Uh, um just on the the back. the back of the DVD case, um, it sounds really interesting, and I'm looking forward to the story. But then we get stuck in this lab, and there then this other lab with the you know Phase One power, Phase Two power. Okay, this is really boring. We have no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I could barely catch that the the two are archaeologists or anthropologists. Maybe one's anthropo- geologists geologist. Maybe she did the soil readings.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably the case.
1: He's the... the
0: I um, think he's the...
1: Archaeologist.
0: Or, yeah, I think anthropologist, but I'm not sure. Maybe well, it's archaeologist.
1: Yeah, well, if he did the actual digging, mm. he's probably, in study of the, of the bones, he's probably the archaeologist. Could be. Maybe the others are anthropologists because they're wanting to know more, you know, find out about this different...
0: Yeah, the point is, it's not very clear.
1: Yeah. They're all in, they seem to be in the trade of.
0: They're all in the sciences, certainly. Physical
1: anthropology and uh, maybe paleogeology or something like that. So I guess generally they'd all be paleontologists in the different fields. Maybe. But we don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) We're just guessing from little things, but we don't really find out much about, besides the fact that he talks about the skull being you know less than 8 million years old, so it should not be there before it could have existed, he says, in the 12 million year old lava flow Um, we don't really get uh, any information that they're anthropologists or archaeologists until Colby is in Fendelman's Lab where he shouldn't be, and he talks about, you know, yeah, I took your archaeological data and I fed it into this machine, and then that told us where to dig. And then, you know, we find out that he's the whole thing about his machines is that they can show him the past. Really? (laughs) It took a long time to get there. Not that I'm, of course, that's a far fetched idea anyway, but yeah, we are dealing with someone else who. Has time travel and is looking for a time scanner. So, was it time scanner?
0: Uh I believe so. Or
1: time sensor, or something. I think it was scanner. Scanner. Yes. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that that will turn out to be the um, device the doctors sensed, um, the one he's looking for. So, I don't have a problem with that. I just have a little bit of a problem that it just takes so long to find out anything in this one for the first episode you mm-hmm. just think you'd, you would get a little more information a little bit more to capture you and pull you into the story to, to know care about what's happening it's not extremely bad in that sense it's just a little slow in parts where you wouldn't expect it to be near the beginning yeah. of the story We do have a man dying by fright, though, so... Was that... You
0: think that was his only purpose in the story was to be set up to die? Or are they going to come back to him at all?
1: Um, I don't know. It would be hard for him to come back if he's rapidly decomposing. I mean... Oh, he'll have more of a part to the...
0: a reason for having been there and died
1: I wonder because if he was out in the woods with a purpose he had a flashlight and everything so although maybe he was just trying to check and see what work they're doing there at the Priory maybe maybe he's just a kind of um, publicity for the stories of the haunted woods that Fendelman says he, they didn't want as an interruption. So, it could be that we find out more why he was in the woods. So, yeah. Otherwise, right now, it just seems like he provides the, the body to uh, another layer of the, of the story what's out in the woods what's causing them to think it's haunted and the interesting idea that he's rapidly decomposing might tie into the the, um, skull Eustace how he ended up being so out of time I guess like Colby says at the beginning Do you have anything else about their story so far?
0: I don't think so. I think we've talked about hit the major things.
1: A couple production note um, things. Uh, They say that the titles changed in this one to the ending titles where they actually... um, refer to Tom Baker as the doctor not doctor who Mm. Um, also the priory um, that they are operating their uh, their labs in is the same set as the same on location uh, place as the pyramids of Mars it's uh, Stargrove Mm -hmm. Manor which at the time was owned by Mick Jagger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who probably said at, during watching Pyramid. But um, interesting that it is the same place.
0: So. Yeah. So could you tell? Um, I don't know that I could necessarily. I'm not sure
1: that I would have at this point. I've, I don't think I would have not reading Right. that. Maybe if I see more of the exterior during the daylight. I might have said you know i think we've seen this someplace before but for us to say that (laughs) it's a little (laughs) it's a little different than you know maybe the the average television watcher saying i think i've seen that place before whereas we've watched um a lot of things that have been filmed in you know the historic uh british manor houses and uh, like Jeeves and Wooster I don't know how many we see just in that series alone
0: yeah um great now I'm gonna have to watch that series again
1: Attila darling (laughs) excuse me that's my favorite I know Aunt Delia the original Aunt Aunt Delia I like her we've probably seen that that home. Estate.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't and surprise me. Who
1: too? I don't remember them saying, but we probably have. I <coughs> um, also noted that they said this episode was shown originally on October twenty ninth, so the spook factor was probably important that it be sh- um, because it was shown near Halloween. True. So we've got an allusion to haunted woods something scaring people to death and the idea that the older lady might even be a witch too (coughs) oh and I thought it was interesting the man who was hiking through the woods started whistling he started whistling the entertainer which gets that song stuck in my head now.
0: Oh, yeah. That one easily gets stuck in mine, too.
1: I remember that one. It's out from the... Of course, from the movie, The Sting. From 73, I think they said it was The Sting. Um, they played that song on the radio a lot. even mm-hmm. though, You know, top 40 um, rock stations. You didn't often hear uh, instrumentals. But that was one of them. That one in classical gas.
0: I was gonna say that's uh, the other <laughs> major uh, <laughs> instrumental. Yep.
1: <laughs> and don't
0: forget, "Feels So Feels So Good" by Chuck B. And June. Oh yes, I have that
1: in my Should've Yeah, that was
0: another one.
1: Not many, but, yeah, there certainly were a couple.
0: Go Yeah. Shots in the dark.
1: Yeah. Shots in the doorway, and then the doctor in the woods in the dark. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of broken up, you know, they're, them being separate like that. And what do you mean? Because leela has gone off on her own. No, no, no. And, you
0: know, what do you mean broken up?
1: Well, I meant it's just kind of disjointed, oh. ending, because, you know, we're wondering. We don't have a joint happening that's ending the show. Um, we have two. We have Leela going and opening this door, and then we hear sh- shots are fired, and then we have the doctor off on his own in the the woods, and something frightening coming towards him so it's two uh, different events mm. yep. at the same time to call it to be our cliffhanger which is a, a kind of a new thing
0: yeah actually i guess you're right we haven't seen that much of um multiple points of danger i guess you could yeah. say yeah Hadn't thought about that, but you're right.
1: I'm not sure how worried we should be. Maybe you know Lila could have been injured. We don't know that.
0: Well, or since she, we have no idea what's going after the doctor. We
1: yeah, we don't know what might happen to him too. He might be injured or incapacitated in some way, depending on what it is. Um. He's looking for a time scanner, so it could it be something that has um, power similar to, to him or some type of power over him, you know, some type of time device, so it could be something he'd be vulnerable to. We just don't know. So it's not really too bad of a cliffhanger. It, it doesn't have the, <gasps> factor, you yeah. know, really. It's kind of subtle. Um. still enough questions I think to to say it's not not too bad because you wonder say, well, what? you really do think that there could be some danger for those involved that we see not just Leela being injured but she might have injured whoever shot at her by throwing a knife at him or something yeah. you know um Just from the way it ends, I I doubt the doctor's just going to offer whatever it is a jelly baby and be okay. You know, I hope. I hope that there's more of a resolution and we find out something more interesting than that when we start our next episode.
0: (laughs) I hope so, too. It needs to sort of pick up the pace a little bit, I think.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Like I said, I, I... I thought it was an intriguing story um, summary that I read so it's not familiar at all to me um, so I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it and I'm kind of interested to know how it's going to turn
0: mm-hmm. All alright well that's what we will find out tomorrow when we watch episode 2 of Image of the Fendal so join us then and thank you for listening.